Welcome to Rumble Strip and this year's annual season's greeting card. This year from the Danforths. Here's Liz and Jerry. Season's greetings, one and all. For this year's holiday update, we decided to mix it up a little. Instead of our traditional one-voice formatting, I, Liz, will be typing all my parts in green. And I, Jerry, have been assigned to type my parts, hang on to your hats, in red. Rest assured, while we're contributing to this letter from different computers in different rooms, we still live in the same actual house, and our trajectories do still occasionally overlap. 2017 was the apocalypse, but we're still Liz and Jerry. For this year's community art show at the local high school, Liz took another stab at her pet, portraits. And the reviews are in. That looks like my old dog, observed one viewer. I was trying to find a bathroom, said another. Jerry has a new pen pal. As far as I can piece together, he met her on some resistance-related Facebook page when I was in the hospital for my platelets. Judging from pictures, she's well into her 60s and has neither removed nor conditioned her yellowing gray braids in at least a decade. She calls herself Janie. Liz also has an interesting new hobby. Say a rude 20-something is waiting behind her in the wine store, rolling their eyes at how she fumbles her credit card or the fact she's buying a jug. A jug. So it goes like this. Liz will wait in her car follow them out of the parking lot into traffic all the way to their next destination. When the coast is clear, Liz will casually stroll past their parked car and key it end to end. She says the physical sensation, the pressure of the gouging, makes her feel more alive than she's felt in years. Also, that in lieu of actually hitting them in the face, it's the only way to make a millennial learn pain. Jerry has turned his falling-apart body into a second career. Every day, a new product arrives for his back or his elbow. At night, he straps this machine over his face for sleep apnea. And by morning, all the bedding is in a ball, and he's just lying there, boxers gaping, T-shirt up over his belly, sweating and whistling. But enough about us old farts. On with the kids. Let's start with our youngest, shall we? Nadia. The adorable, adventurous vagabond. For all of you who say that kids these days lack curiosity, you've never met Nadia. If anything, too much curiosity. Wherever she travels, that's her latest obsession. The Kalims of eastern Anatolia, for instance. She spent weeks studying their unique weave and their gorgeous fertility motifs. And Nadia could give you a treatise on the Moorish influences in Grenade and Tile. Yes. Nadia is our new Roomba. This spring, Thomas, our oldest son, came at me with a hammer when I refused to loan him $2,000. Once I was able to get the hammer away from him, Liz, who had been making a smoothie, got in on the action herself. I turned off the blender, saw the hammer in Jerry's hand. Thomas is her pet. And of course I assumed he was the instigator. So she hurled the blender at my head. Meanwhile, Thomas took the car keys and did about 10 or 11 donuts in the lawn until the whole thing was just mud. As soon as he left, I called the cops. And what do you know? He was hiding over at his girlfriend Karen's. Thomas is an up-and-coming landscaper. He and Karen also do animal rescue in our area. 
our youngest, James, had quite the shake-up in early September. He went out to the Cape, like he always does, to visit this old lesbian named Alice. But this year he arrived to the exact opposite of a relaxing beach vacation. Is that really how you're doing this? Apparently, Alice had died during a heat wave a few weeks earlier, and no one had noticed. No. So needless to say, it was a rather gruesome scene. No. Flies, seepage into the floorboards, the whole shebang. Out of everything, James says the smell was the most unforgettable. He insists, rather histrionically, that he'll never be able to go into an antique store again because, inevitably, something in there will have come from a house where someone died and wasn't found for a while and will still carry that odor that only his special James Death Nose can detect. Just so you know, I'm editing this whole part out. If the gaping boxer stays in, then so does Liquid Alice. Okay. Now the hard stuff. Our middle child, Suzanne, came home for Thanksgiving, and after four or five bourbons, it turned into a total Me Too. Apparently, back in high school, Suzanne had witnessed a drunk girl getting sexually assaulted at a party, but Suzanne kept it to herself, and so did the girl. This past November, the boy who did it, now all grown up, was elected chair of our local city council. His name is Fred Franklin. A clone of Tucker Carlson. When she heard about the election at Thanksgiving, Suzanne blurted out the whole story for the first time in her life. After a lot of talking and crying, she and her daughter Maddie went around town late at night, putting up flyers with Fred's picture and rapist written underneath. The flyers were gone by morning and didn't make any news, so I've scanned one in below. In June, for her sixth birthday, Maddie faked a coma. Also, I've started a file in Google Docs, a table listing out every woman I know who has come forward over the last year, a brief sketch of what happened to them and who did it. So far, it's three pages long. I will send you all an invitation to edit so you can add on. Um, I thought we were doing a Christmas letter. It seems to me you're veering. Funny. I don't recall asking for your opinion. Long ago, there was a moment when the kids were little. When you rolled your eyes at something I was saying and you raised the back of your hand as if to strike me, you didn't intend to actually hit me, but rather to silence me, to diminish and degrade me. This gesture came so easily for you. You know, there's a term for this kind of phenomenon. One of those long, multi-concept, put-together German words. It means you're uh, clinging onto something that means it's a clue to something bigger. But it's actually nothing. It's a non-clue to nothing. If I took one of those cocktail swords, the ones you spear your fancy brown cherries with, I'd give you two or three quick little pokes in the side of the neck. Then I would go into the den and listen to any one of 15 Ira Glass sound-alike podcasts to drown out the gurgling. This year... I raked the leaves, and I didn't pick up the piles. I just sat at the window, watching them swirl around in the wind, watching the whole yard turn back into chaos. I'm just so tired. I don't understand my relationship to the world anymore. Are we talking about your age of invisibility again? It's a real thing, Jerry. You can ask... Any woman over 45. You know, Elizabeth, 
on the plane when they're all looking at me trying to push my carry-on bag into the overhead compartment. I feel grotesque. At least you have Janie. Janie is married to Code Pink, and I have no interest in breaking that marriage up. Speaking of which, can you hear them? Oh my God, they're down the block. All right, friends. We'll close with something about Liz and Jerry you definitely don't know. Over the past few years, we have begun a new tradition of pranking those insipid Christmas carolers. Nothing malicious, just enough to throw them off their game. This year, I'm smearing lipstick all over my front teeth, and I'll smile through their whole performance. And I'm making cookies, but I'm not actually baking them. Instead, when they're finished singing, I'll just offer them a plate full of raw dough. Into position. Happy holidays. With love, the Danforths. Hey, Liz, do I hit save before I hit close? Or can I hit close first? That was Season's Greetings from the Danforths. The script was by Protestant writer Tal McThenia. You can read more about him at talmcthenia.com. This show was a co-production of Rumble Strip and Pod Planet, which is why it sounded so good, because Clive Desmond did all the sound effects and the mixing. Check out Pod Planet at podplanet.org. It's really good. I'll have links to both of their work on my website as well, which is rumblestripvermont.com. The music you heard was Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy from the United States Navy band Clouds Pass Softly De from Poddington Bear from the Free Music Archive. I am a man who will fight for your honor from Chris Zabriskie, uh, also the Free Music Archive, and Little Drummer Boy, which is a field recording of some Christmas carolers. This is Rumble Strip, America Heilman. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs>